Back again! What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't hear you. You're on mute. Etzel, stay on mute. I'm confused as to what Etzel just... What kind of grand entrance was that? Was that like... You know, you know, like, you like, like, oh, I'm going to uncover the nips. You know, you know. They're just the, not the greatest disappointment in the history of basketball. Mota. The greatest. You know. You know. In all of that. You know, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. Good night and good evening. Welcome to the Confessions Podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my Lighthouse Media Studios in the Northeastern Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. I am one of your hosts today, Pastor Dudley Francois. I'm here with my Confessions family. And we are here again to give you another episode. Hopefully it will be good for you. It will be edifying for you. Despite the regalia that is being dis- put on display you know, you know. From both of you, though. I mean, Dudley, I'm a Celtics fan, too, but what are you doing? Like, it, it's like I you're inciting. Because, because you he inciting put it on. Ethel. No, 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 no. You didn't see me put it on first. You went by yourself. You Ingrid went by yourself. Knows. Ingrid knows. Ingrid <laughs> knows. I had, I had another sweater on. Who, who changed first? Who? Ingrid. Okay, settle, settle it, Ingrid. Ingrid, make sure. Who, who's who, 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 who the who's in the shirt? Just speak the truth. Say it. Look at look Ingrid. Oh, look at Ingrid. 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 Technically, I was born in, East, in Orange, New Jersey. So, right, I mean, right. but, 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 you know, I did, you know, come in, you know, as a New Yorker, you know, when I was one years old. So, yeah. One year old. It is what it is. One year old. Okay, I'm back. One okay, year? Who changed first? Who changed first? Right. One year, one year old. We changed at the same time. Yes. Let me tell you what happened, Michelle, right? Uh, they both turned off their cameras and refused to come back on until they could both see what the other person was wearing. But I'm not mad at Edsel because I have my t-shirt too. There we go. We're standing on the right side. You see, everybody watching, if you look on your screen, oh, this is a prophetic word. You're going to see who's standing on the right side. Who's standing on the Lord? I'm sorry. I got something. Something, <laughs> something happened. Something happened. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. You see who's on the who's on the right side? No! Who's on the side over here? You see? You see the abuse of power? The Today we're talking about fighting fair. On a thousand. You guys are not fighting fair. Hey, hey. You see this? We're talking about fighting fair. Well, I mean, it's a good segue into what we're talking about tonight. But I'm just saying, I can't this disagree is, with. This seems like a really toxic a good man man relationship right Let's now. Let's go. Let's go. I, I refuse. I see comments in, um, talking about "Let's go, Knicks." I refuse to put that on. In, in the, I'm, <laughs> put it in the chat, Dudley. That's how we do it. Don't do that. And you know who? You, you know who? I, I, I'm almost sure I know who's behind it. Can see Northeastern Conference is saying it, but it's not Northeastern Conference that's saying it. I know exactly who's saying it. Who has access on on, on the back end? Who's saying this? Oh yeah, it is what it is. And, and, and look at look look look, look at this guy, preacher. Yeah. You know what? 
Anyway. Well, you know, the Bible Ooh. says test the prophet. So after the season, we'll know. <clears throat> Mercy. Mercy. We're going to see. We're we going to see. We're going to see. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Sorry. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, we uh, <laughs> without wasting any more of your time that we've already have done, uh, we'll see how the the, the night ends in this, in the, how it started. But uh, for today, we are uh, coming to you today with uh, what I feel is going to be a little, a real spicy conversation. Um, it somehow found its way out of the last two episodes that we've done. So I would like to say it's sort of a spinoff over the last part, part one and part two of the last time we were together. Uh, but I, th I feel like this can go in so many ways, um, so many ways. I'm going to leave this comment up while I say this. Uh, in so many ways. And so, okay. so uh, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about uh, the fighting fair uh, topic. Now, uh, truth be told, this is, I think, is going to allow us to see how arguments can be seen and handled in various different ways, not only in uh, romantic relationships, but in relationships in general, uh, and how in different facets, in different forms of uh, how you relate and how you communicate to different people. So I really want, I'm really looking forward to uh, this conversation. E, this is, your, this is your, this is your topic, so I want you to lead so much to kind of uh, shape us into this and kind of help us understand, you know, where was your mind at when you thought about this topic um, and kind of lead us into where you want to go with it? Well, great question. I think that when we were discussing all of the stuff regarding relationships and divorce and breakups, one of the things I, I saw in the comments were questions about how to conduct relationship. And I feared that there might've been people who were watching kind of hoping for a way to avoid that path. And I think that conflict is one of the ways that if we learn how to do that right, we can hopefully mitigate or avoid um, unnecessary divorce. So, you know, we were just, I was just in hearing some of the stories. I'm like, man, I know that some of these things are really, really popular, that, that they're happening. They're common, I should say, that they're happening in many households and in many relationships. So we, we said, you know what, let's talk about fighting fair, not just in relationships though, but also in other contexts, because I think that how we learn to fight growing up and how we learn to fight in our relationships shows up at work, it shows up at church, it shows up so many other places. So um, I guess the question I'll ask is this, what have you guys learned about fighting? What, who, what kind of fighter would people say you are? I think everybody just directed their attention to like to the faces that just went mm, like you don't want to know. But yeah, what kind of fighter would you say you are, or what kind of fighter would the people who have loved you? Hmm, what kind of fighter would they say you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wow. take my camera off. Y'all have a good time. <laughs> I can't engage in this conversation. There might be police officers that bust through that door Mercy. and arrest me for emotional damage. So I just emotional I damage. Mm -mm, I'm not even deadly. Kick yeah. us off. Go ahead, boo -boo. I'll I'll kick I'll kick it off. Um, how would my loved ones de describe your fighting style? My fighting style. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say. 
I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, so I'll, let me just be vulnerable. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I'm I'm very non-confrontational. Wow. <laughs> I'm done, Moda. Yo, I've never <laughs> seen, is this is this what Shy Moda looks like? I've never seen Shy Moda before. No, no, no. This is this is this is Petty Moda. This is Moda. Oh, the the Moda. tables on us. This Moda. is what this, this okay. is. Right. This is the tables are turned. Okay. And, all right. Um, no, yeah, I think I'm, I'm non-confrontational. Uh, I, I I find myself uh, trying my best to always look at uh, the glass half full. I try my best not to engage. And for most of my life, I found that that is a bit detrimental. Hmm. Um, I, I've, I've been in a constant mode of wanting to please people. Hmm. And so I'm not a fighter. Um, even to my own detriment, mm. I, I tell my, I, I find I, that fighting is not good for me and that we can, we can, we can talk about it a little bit, but I, I, I understand through therapy why that is, mm. I got you. um, but, but I know that I'm not a fighter cause okay. I've, I've seen fighting. Mm. So you know what fighting turns into? I know what fighting turns into. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I hear I am a very mean, dirty fighter, but I know why that has been, right? I, I, I feel like I take a lot, right? I take a lot, you know, I absorb a lot. And when I finally get to the point where I stop absorbing, what comes out of me can be very nasty and dirty. And so I've had to learn over time to not absorb so much and really, you know, speak on things. Um, when, you know, I feel a certain way, I've started to take a lot more time to really process my thoughts, even though sometimes I hear my words are so very sharp um, and can be quite demeaning. So it's something that I'm working on. And some people was, would say like, oh, I wouldn't like, I don't think I'd ever see that side of you, but it's just because you haven't gotten close enough to me or hurt me enough for me to really care to fight with you. Because that's the other thing about me. If, if, if I don't really care that much, I'm not going to bother fight you. I'll just walk away from the situation and you'd probably ne never hear from me again. Mm. I got you. I got you. She just she said that all with a smile on her face. I know, right? You Anybody who's gonna be listening on Spotify after this, right. just know that she did that gracefully. You, like, know? So, you would never expect, right? <laughs> nice Ingrid, nice Ingrid. You would never never see that coming. For me, I grew up in a household with three siblings much older than me. So my oldest brother's 15 years older than me, my my other brother's 12 years older than me, my nine year, my sister's nine years older than me. So there was no winning whenever I would fight. They were faster, bigger, stronger, smarter. There was no winning. And so whenever I would fight them, I didn't expect to win. And my only goal was to inflict as much pain as possible before the fight was over. Mm. That's me. So I, I don't fight. I'm not provoked to fighting very easily. But when I get pushed to that point, I'm not interested 
in winning even. I just want to inflict pain, as much pain as I can, before this guy's, this guy's the Joker. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, winning, winning, winning was never an option growing up. It was like we just do this to hurt to hurt other people. That's mm-hmm. it. I remember once my my oldest brother, he was play fighting with me, and I managed to drop an elbow on his pinky toe, and it broke his pinky toe. And he was hobbling on a cane around New York for a good month. And I loved every minute of it. I was so happy because it was the only way I could get something done. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's me. That's me. The Lord Lord constrains me. (laughs) I I respect it. (laughs) I respect him. I respect it. Mota, are you really not going to tell us what kind of fighter you're... Your loved ones would describe you as. Oh wow, she, the posture got right. You saw the posture. You saw the posture. <laughs> ah, I'm looking. I am a. So if, so if there was a ring, right, I'm the one that knocks out the referee to go and do something illegal. Like I'm gonna grab the chair and hit you with it, and then wake the referee up count to three and I win the fight. Wow. Um, I don't hit below the belt. I don't hit below the belt. I am a killer. Like I'm not, you're not going to get back up when I'm done. And I'm not talking about physical fighting, obviously. Um, Although the one person that I did ever put hands on did not get up for a little bit after I, you know, knocked her out. I was 15 though. Um, And she was my cousin. But uh, so um, I am the fighter and, 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 you know, and this might segue into the next part, right? I am Mm. going to be right at all costs. Mm. So I am going to hit you where I know it hurts for Mm. a fact. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit you in that lowest, low, low, low. And our relationship will probably be over by the time we're done fighting. But I will walk away sad, but knowing that I won. Mercy. And to me, that's that's enough of mercy. So mercy. I am a nice, nasty fighter, right? Because I'm nice. At first, I'm like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. But once you go there with me, there will be no more with me alongside you after that. So I hear you. Mm-hmm. It's the worst kind, honestly. And uh, it's something that I've had to work a lot in therapy about. <laughs> so. M- Moda, Moda, you have a a, lot, a Latinx background. Yes, and I'm a Latina. I'm just wondering, like, is there any truth to the stereotype that? No, stop it. No, I will I'm just wondering. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I will not. I will not. I have never had to. Um, I will say. I will admit this. I, Take I will Okay, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hundred, I'm gonna be one hundred hundred. Like I, I don't know why I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna say this. Because I'm gonna try to free somebody today. Come on. My anger is like Ingrid's, right? Like I used to let it bottle up. Like you I would let you do, and 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 it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And once it gets to the point of explosion you should run because it's not just going to manifest itself 
emotionally, it will come out physically. Like I will grab something, whatever, and it's going to go straight at you because it's just, that's how angry I used to get. Um, I, I got so angry once that I dropped a bookshelf on a person. That's actually how I knew my strength. Like I knew how strong I was. I legitimately just, and it was calm. I was caught and that's the thing about me I'm not the girl that's gonna be in your face like you gotta you know let me let me just go Spanish real quick right because Spanish girls they're like like you know it's like right I don't get there I don't I, I, ever I get got there. transported back to Greater New York Conference for you <laughs> I never get there I never get there but where I do get is like absolute calmness. And that's the worst. Ooh, because that's the when, I just, yeah. when it goes from to just, it's like, mm -mm. you should run. That's lethal. And, yeah. and a person, and, and, to, and to be fair, this individual had put their hands on me a couple of times. I told you guys that I was in an abusive relationship before. Oh, so okay. he had done this a lot of times. And I was just sick of it. So I just stood next to the bookshelf and I said, if you keep yelling at me, I'm going to drop this bookshelf on you. And he was like, bah, da, da, da. and I was like, if you keep yelling at me, I'm going to drop this. I mean, I gave him fair warning, you know? And then finally he just, and I just kind of went like this behind my five layered full of books, Funny. bookshelf, like the no. one that Exo has behind him with one hand, grabbed it and just soof, and they all fell. The worst part is that I went over the bookshelf back, put the books back on the shelf while he was on the floor covering the bookshelf books. And then I walked out, except over him and walked out. So you picked up the books, but not the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The books, the books were more valuable. The books though, you know what I mean? We ain't perfect, y'all. We ain't perfect. We are works in progress. Amen. Mercy. That was Mercy. years ago. I, I would never do that again. You but you, you know. It, it was just one of those things where for me, it was just such a necessity to be right. And it didn't matter if I was left bloody and bleeding on the floor, I was right. Yeah. But I lost, I lost mm. every time. And, mm. and that was the part that I could not comprehend at the time. Mm -hmm. That right. is the reason why now I would never consort to violence. Right. Because I know that that's never, that's never gonna win, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that brings us to our tagline where it says, like, fighting fair, how losing, how winning battles loses wars, right? Um, so, so there's this clip, there's this clip, because, like, I, I, I think fighting styles are, are, are very, I think that the way a lot of couples fight, it, it's, it's kind of universal, because we, we grew up seeing so many things that we just kind of emulate what we think works. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Breakup, but there's a scene from the movie The Breakup that I think captures what what a lot of couples do in one form or fashion, one form yeah. or one form or fashion. So, so I, I I don't know if it's as simple as right and wrong, but what I what I will say is, obviously having the luxury of seeing this clip before the episode, I've like I processed it a little bit. And what I found is, is that fighting can be extremely easy mm -hmm. when someone doesn't practice the art of empathy. Mm. And not, we're not talking sympathy. 
we're talking empathy. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is easy. Mm-hmm. Relating to someone's pain because you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. Empathy is the ability to relate, relate to somebody's circumstances or pain, uh, even though you didn't go through it. Mm-hmm. And all I've been hearing from this clip are individuals who are not taking the time to look at something in another person's viewpoint. Now, granted, I feel like the communication was horrible. Like, the, it, 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 there weren't, whether the people weren't versed or practiced in being able to express themselves, it's like they were talking around their issue. And when you don't have the ability to tell to tell anyone what your real problem is, when you find a reason to always dance around the issue without having the time to actually compartmentalize and think, okay, what's my real problem here? So I'm able to address it. It's extremely difficult. And then eat it and then fighting becomes easier or the response to fighting becomes easier because you you know you're just black and your your, your emotions now become the leading process of it. So empathy empathy is extremely important in this. Uh, the ability to walk in somebody's shoe, but also, and I say this a lot of times to a lot of people that I counsel, um, I know the word of God says, don't go to sleep on your wrath, right? Don't go to sleep angry. But the context behind that in Ephesians 4 is Paul speaking to a people, helping them to realize that I don't want you to have malice towards your brother and your sister. And so I, you going down, you, you, you going to sleep, on your wrath is in the context of you harboring a dislike towards your neighbor. Don't do that. But in in the process of communication, as a person who's been married for almost a decade, I'll tell you, sometimes it was better for me to go to sleep. Hmm. But it wasn't out of, because it was not out of malice. Actually, Mm -hmm. it was out of the benefit. Yo, babe, you know what? For the sake of not having a conversation where I'm speaking to you in a way that I don't want to, or in a way that that might disrespect the integrity I have to you and to this relationship, I just need some time. And I think I'll I'll be better to speak about what actually is my problem after I get a night's sleep. And so sometimes you need the time. Um <laughs> For me, sometimes you need this, the the time. Uh, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Okay, yeah. You know, Ed, I was I was Edison's best man in his wedding. Anyway, really? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, anyway, uh, so, so so sometimes you need the time because the time gives you the perspective. The time allows you to ask yourself the question: Okay, what am I really upset at? Because it wasn't the ballet. It wasn't the dishes. What it was something deeper than that that yeah. we can begin to start to talk to in a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think either of them were right. Um, and I'll tell you why. I'm a very practical person in relationships. I do not believe in having my partner have having to guess what I want. I'm very clear on my expectations. But I find that sometimes even when you're clear on your expectations, if someone can't meet them, it creates frustration, right? So there were some aspects where, you know, she said, you know, help me with the dishes. If I don't, if I ask you to help me with the dishes, I don't really care how much you want to do it. If you get up and help, that's good enough for me. You know, I'm going to tell you, I like flowers. I don't care that they die after a few days. I want you to buy me them. That's just the kind of person that I 
am. And so I feel like in this clip, there were just too many instances of, like Dudley said, speaking around issues, not being clear and direct, you know, not being honest, which, you know, the Bible talks about when you're, when you're engaging with someone else, you just need to be honest. And I feel like too many times in relationships, we expect the person just to just kind of know what we want and know what we expect and then get upset when they can't live up to that. I feel like I get so angry because I'm very clear on what I want. Like I'll say, dear, I want you to take out the garbage. I don't want to have to do that. And when I see garbage in the house, that's a problem because I made it very clear that that's an expectation that I have. Mm -hmm. And it's either you're going to say, well, you know what? I disagree. But if you agree to it and then you don't do it, then we're going to have an issue. Now, I hear you. I appreciate you for, for being so clear. Mm -hmm. But can we admit that a lot of women do what Yeah. What she did, where she Absolutely. says, I don't like flowers, and then she yeah. expects flowers? Yes. Like that, that, yes. I mean, look. I, listen, I, just, I don't... I, I might get some heat, but I okay. do feel like a lot of women do that. And I, I tell... I'm so, I will... I, I'm not... I'm not that woman. Okay. Like... I can't. It's too much work to do. You know that. what it is? It, it's the Disney myth that, like, oh, he just knew. Like, oh, he's just gonna know. Like, and they see it on the movies, and it's like, oh, I'm expecting that. And then there's this other myth underneath it that says, if I have to ask for it, then it doesn't mean as much. And that thing, it causes people who might have to experience. 10 seconds of, of discomfort in asking for something, mm -hmm. they now experience weeks, months, even years Absolutely. of frustration because they're not asking for what they really want. But then can can you also admit, though, that because I guess men are so fixed on this mindset that that's how women are, when they meet a woman that's very direct, they don't believe the directness of that woman. That's real. Absolutely. That's real. That's real. Because we, we're looking over our shoulders. We want right. to see like, hey, no, where's the cat? Right. Where's like, the cat? Let me yeah. tell you, if, if I'm like, yo, this is what it is, this is what it is. No, no. I, I mean, so so I'm going to call her Rachel because, you know, that's her friends. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's, what, that's all I know her as. So, so when Rachel is saying, when Rachel's speaking toward the, the, the things in which she wants, more specifically the, in regards to the flowers, Again, the reason why she brought up flowers, it's not flowers because obviously she contradicted herself. Her her want is a want. Whatever that want is, it could have been I, I don't now I don't want to disrespect her. I don't want to respect disrespect any women woman here who is listening, etc. But I feel like if it was I mean, especially up until that point, if it was a McDonald's Happy Meal, she would have appreciated it. Because there was just a, a lack of want that she desired. And so like anything that he would have, he could have done, should have done in her mind, she would have accepted. And so again, I feel like there's a, there's a lot there that can be communicated, but will not be communicated until a person is able to, to first truly identify exactly what my problem is. Right. So you understand what your problem is, no way to fix it. And then right. you'll find fighting to fix it. Right. Right. And then it gets to the point where you begin to start to fight unfairly. Yeah, yeah. Because then you begin to start to fight to remedy the solution. And you realize that person is now fighting or, or, or using the same taxes that you are trying to reason out reason you in your unreasonableness, if that's a word. 
And then now it becomes, all right, well, you know what? You you went low, so I'm going to go lower. You go low, I'm going to go low. And now it begins, you begin to start to forget what your problem is because now your problem isn't your problem. Your problem is the fact that that person went lower than you expected yeah. them to go. Exactly, exactly. Now you got to apologize twice if yeah. there's an apology that comes in the right. future. Right, right, right. And, you know, the couple, they weren't talking about the same thing. So they were fighting, but they right. weren't having the same conversation. They were just talking at the same time. Yeah, and, and the reason why is because remember when you, you just asked Ingrid, you said, can we be honest that, you know, women sometimes, they do that, right? They say one thing even though, can we also be honest too, when I'm looking, when, when, when the husband is speaking, he's speaking very, um, <laughs> uh, very generically. Yeah, yeah. He's not good. taking any time to think about the nuances of the circumstances. Listen. All he's thinking about is dishes. Listen. Okay, what <laughs> lemons, lemons, right? You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, hold on. But I did take you out. Okay, so now you, you don't like the way I take you out? I don't do anything for you? Didn't I do something for you in the right, morning? Right, 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 right. What exactly do you want? And right. then eventually it gets to the point where his fighting now becomes a lash back. You, you are attacking me. At, on everything that I don't do, you you telling me everything that I don't do, and you don't realize the the things that I do, do, and, and now that becomes this issue. You, now that becomes something. You see, stop. <laughs> and that be, and now that becomes his his fight that he that he's been internalizing. You know what I'm saying? That he's been keeping on the back burner, and now it's gotten to a point where it's like, you know what? You know what? If oh, we gonna do this, then let's do this here because now you now you're attacking who I am. Right. I'm, I'm not taking that. Right. And here's here's something a lot of men do. A lot of men do this. A lot of people, but a lot of men do this. We intentionally do not listen for the deeper meaning and we only have the fights on the surface level. After that's what men so do. We'll stick with you wanted lemons, I'm get I gave you lemons. You asked me to wash the dishes. There's more being communicated. And when we are at work or we're at other places, we're able to pick up the subtext. But when it doesn't benefit us in the argument, mm -hmm. we'll stay very literal, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll just keep it right there and say, no, this is what you said, when there is the ability to interpret deeper and understand better and respond better. But if responding that way means I'm wrong, then what often happens is that the person becomes a lawyer, they become a litigator, right. they become very literal, and then they just keep it right there just so that I can be right. And it's a tactfulness, right? It is a, a wonderful art of fighting that yeah. men have mastered yeah. because they've mastered the art of practicality. Mm -hmm. They've mastered the art of the ability be, to be able to say, well, if you cannot find fault in the efforts in which I've done, then that thus would conclude I've done nothing wrong. Exactly. You know, because if we're talking in, if we're having a conversation on two different worlds where you're talking emotionally and I'm talking rationally, not necessarily saying that what you're saying is irrational, but I only in the for lack of a better term. Careful, careful. If I'm only speaking in the efforts that of, of, of plain vernacular, then it gets to the point where there's no way you're gonna catch me. Right. Because I'm not I'm not speaking in the same language that you're speaking, yeah. even though we're speaking English. Exactly. And I'm choosing not to speak the language that you're And speaking. I'm choosing to do that, bro. Because if I can hold you to the letter of the law, then I can be legalistic, I can be a Pharisee, and what I can What letter of the right. law? You don't get to decide what the law is. Wait, 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 wait. 
Y'all just triggered me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Back up. First of all, I am going to quote, I'm going to quote our president, Dr. Abraham J. Jules, who said, I reserve the right to disagree with myself, which means that she may have not liked flowers that day, but she may have wanted flowers the next day. And that's okay. Like we like as human beings to put people in boxes. Like, oh, she always likes to wear black or, oh, she always likes X, Y, Z. And men do this because it's easier to create a single story of their relationship person than it is to actually grow with them every day. How many stories are you supposed to have? Not a singular one, because no one is the same every day. (laughs) No one is the same every day. And then the other thing is this. You guys take offense to things that may not have anything to do with you, right? She may have been feeling ignored. I didn't say you, Edsel. I said you guys. It's a pluralation. (laughs) It's a general statement, okay? Finish, Mona. Many, 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 many men, they tend to, they tend to take offense to things that have nothing to do with them. They tend to, they tend to like do things that show that they have an inability to actually communicate what they're also interpreting your communication to be, right? So what happens is you're responding to the female from a perspective of, oh, this must be what she's saying, so I'm going to respond to this, which is what he was doing in the clip. He's thinking she's talking about this when she's talking about that. So what happens is there's a literal breakdown in communication. Yeah. And so, and and you both miss each other because yeah. you, you're sitting there and you're like, are you not listening to me? Am I not speaking plain English to you mm-hmm. as a woman? Mm-hmm. And the man is completely missing you. And, mm-hmm. and and it's it's really, you know, I don't like this whole, I don't buy into this men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. I don't buy into the, oh, women are emotional because I have been told by all of my exes that I am not, I don't have an emotional bone in my body. Okay. I've been, I've been told this. They're like, you are the man, you wear the pants in this relationship. And that's not true. It's not true. They may be a little more sensitive than I am, but. <laughs> a lot of mercy. But I'm not saying that that removes your masculinity because you are emotionally in tune. Just like it doesn't remove my femininity, that I am more, a a little bit more, my EQ and my IQ are different. And I think that it's a disservice that we do to one another when we don't realize that sometimes just having a conversation instead of yelling over one another, instead of trying to get the last word in, instead of I'm going to be right and I'm going to be so loud in my rightness that I'm actually going to be wrong. Like that's the stuff that breaks down relationships because you want to win so bad that you're willing to make a point rather than keep a relationship. And so then you look back, you know, and like the couple in the movie, you end up to a place where you get to a place of no return. Like there's just no coming back from this. Exactly. It's just so exactly. bad that there's just. And it's so crazy because if you, if you watch the movie, they could have saved the relationship so Absolutely. many times. Yeah. 
There were so many opportunities. And it's crazy because like as a therapist, I see so many couples who I'm like, y'all have what it takes to make it. Yeah. But they never pull it together. They never use the tools. And mm -hmm. what could have been salvaged and what could have been beautiful actually falls apart. It's really heartbreaking to watch. Um, but one thing that, that I learned that really helped me, it changed my relationships. It changed everything for me. I learned that if I win, we lose. If I win the fight, we lose as a relationship. Wow. And once I learned that, I realized like the goal like I always thought that that conflict was a bad thing. But what I've learned is that conflict is an opportunity to actually grow closer to your partner mm -hmm. because nobody is mad about something that's unimportant to them. Right. That's so true. that means if, conflict, if, if there's conflict there, that is a sign that something that is important to my partner is something I've overlooked. I've missed. I haven't learned yet. I don't understand. And if I can learn this thing, I can actually feel closer to them and they can feel right. closer to me as well. Yeah. But I think so many people have such negative context or negative um, connotations for conflict mm -hmm. that we don't see it as an opportunity for exploration and discovery. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's an approach towards conversation. It's an ability for us to constantly keep in check that when we're having a conversation, I found that there's different between um, a problem and an issue. Hmm. So an issue, issues always happen, mm -hmm. right? But issues become problems when you begin to point the finger, not at the issue, but at the person. Mm. Case in point, um, I'm walking into my house. That's good. Uh, my wife is in, is in the home. I walk inside. I open up the back door, I come into the kitchen, and I see the peanut butter left open on the, the counter. Now, I don't like the peanut butter being left open on the counter. So I'm, I'm heated that the peanut butter is being left over on the counter for whatever reason. Maybe, I, you know, I grew up in the hood, roaches, whatever, right? The same, in, this, in the same space, I'm hearing my wife upstairs talking on the phone. Right now, instantly you can create a narrative to say this lazy, good for nothing. Mm -hmm. Couldn't she just? Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. just up there, Jones on the phone. She mm -hmm. couldn't just take two mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. And then that's when people use the word, they use the language, always or never. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, so, and so now you 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 fall into this this narrative where you've already Ingrid's created a trigger. narrative about the person, right? <laughs> you already create a narrative about the person. Where you're, where where the circumstance in front of you is really the issue that the peanut butter is being left open, mm -hmm. and so now when I'm having a conversation with my wife about it, my conversation is, why did you leave the peanut butter open? You always leave it open. You always leave the peanut butter open. You never close it. You never close that joint. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so now my, my, my I wish a man would talk to me like that. I'd be like, <laughs> over some peanut butter. Listen. <laughs> Black but back. Hear Mercy. But hear me. And so and so now my energy now is focused on the fact that she didn't close the peanut butter jar. Correct. Rather than the fact that the peanut butter being left open is my problem. And so we have to have the energy. And I this this is what I've I learned a lot. Remember what I talked about in the last couple of episodes about my blind spots? My blind spots being vulnerable. <laughs> my blind spots in comes to marriage came in the area of me. Being able to look at a situation and allow 
the conversation to be done where we're talking on the same side of the table. Whenever you're talking about an issue and you're on opposite sides of the table, you're not talking about the issue, you're talking about the person. Where Absolutely. if you're talking on the same if you're talking on the same side, you say, babe, what happened with the with, with the peanut butter being left on the table? And then you'll get more context. No, you know what? My mom called me, it was an emergency. Dad got into the hospital. Yo. And I didn't even know that in the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I created my own narrative when I was in my own feelings, and I pointed the figure at her. But once, right. once we sit on the same side and we look at the issue together, we begin to start to realize, okay, well, you know I don't like the peanut butter being I know, babe. I know you don't like the peanut butter being left over. But it was an emergency. All right, cool. So next time, not only does it solve the situation now, the issue now, but next time it builds up a storehouse of empathy later. Because next time when I see the peanut, peanut butter open, and now I'm not as triggered. You know why? Because we had a conversation about this. And I know that the peanut butter being left open is not out of malice. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I know that the circumstance that's the, mm -hmm. is the reason why this situation happened. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to help in this situation by closing it for her. Right. Because we've had this conversation. Exactly. And the more time we are able to sit on the same side of the table addressing certain things, it becomes a lot easier than allowing our natural impulses of fighting to be the the thing that allows us to you to, right. to, to utilize in circumstances. There's a yeah. difference between problems and issues. Right. You will always have issues, but issues become problems when you direct the energy towards the person and not the circumstance. Mercy, 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 mercy. Mm, gonna collect mm. offering now. I know a couple, this is crazy. And I don't know if I would ever do this, but this is this works for them. There was a couple. <laughs> Um, and I'm really close to this couple and I asked them permission to tell this story. So, so she had learned that you win most fights when you're on your knees, right? Get your mind out of the gutter. Mm -hmm. Listen to what I've got to say. Listen, Moto, we never know what you said. We never know. You never know. We're going to get another cooper out of you. Get your mind out of the gutter. So she says you win more when you're on your knees. And so what she used to do is that when her husband used to get upset, start to like you know get really irritated she would just get on her knees and she would be like i apologize you're not hearing me and until you're ready to come down to my level we can't have this conversation and then the man would have to get on his knees so then then they're both on their knees i mean i need you to picture this in your mind okay two grown people on their mm -hmm. knees looking at each other basically eye to eye right and they feel dumb, just like like the argument. <laughs> the, the argument just dissipates into absolute dumbness because at that point we're like we're really on our knees for this. Like like does the toothpaste being covered really require us to be right here right now? And they're actually able. It's almost like I don't know if you've ever seen that hug shirt that parents put their children in when they're having a fight, and you yeah. put them in the hug shirt, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. like can't right, right. <laughs> can't do anything until. That's like the adult version of a hug shirt, right? You're both put into a position where you're both being humbled to mm -hmm. actually have a real conversation. And one of the things that I have found that help in those moments of like really, really angry moments is understanding how your partner understands anger. Because there are people that when they're in the middle of a heated discussion, they need to walk away. Like mm -hmm. they know themselves enough to say, I need a minute, excuse me. Mm -hmm. But if you are like who I was before therapy and you have abandonment issues, watching the person that you love walk out of the room, okay. 
Uh-huh. Oh. It's not going to sit well with you. Oh. Because it's not about them at that point. It's about you. You feel like you're being mm-hmm. abandoned. Right. So it feels like they're not trying to talk to you. It feels like they are um, minimizing your feelings. It feels mm-hmm. like they are devaluing you and saying, mm-hmm. I don't need you. I could just walk out on you at any point in time. So if yeah, you're right. married or in a relationship with someone who has severe trauma and abandonment issues, which unfortunately is a lot of people that are out there right now, and they have not dealt with it yet, that then when you're in the middle of an argument and you realize like, hey, I'm escalating, like I need to I need to walk away from you. And they're like, where are you going? Why are you? That's where that comes from. So now right. you don't just have a problem. It's exactly what Dudley was saying. Now it's not the problem. The focus has shifted onto your behavior to the problem so right. your behavior to the response of my my response to the problem right. so right. now we're gonna blow up and the original problem never gets solved by the way right because uh, now it, yeah. it, it like no. metamorphs itself it's, into mm-hmm. 19 mm-hmm. different issues mm-hmm. you always mm-hmm. do this and boom mm-hmm. that's another level right and that's it's like it. don't talk to me like that bang another level mm-hmm. and by the time you're done mm-hmm. there's yeah. very little relationship left at that point because you yeah. just kind of drop bombs on each other to the point where you don't even want to talk to the person. Right, right, so, right. So that whole notion of getting on your knees, of humbling yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, and I know, I know I speak for myself when I say sometimes it feels like you're always the one that has to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like, man, the last six fights we've had, I have had to be the one that has said, Hey, honey, let's have this conversation. Hey, I don't want to be mad anymore. Let's talk. Right, right, and right. so we start to keep score. Right. And 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 I understood so much when Paul says love keeps no score of wrongdoing. Mm. Keep no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. Wow. Because wow, wow. it's easy for me to sit there and okay. keep tally of the hundred mm-hmm. times that I came to you and the one mm-hmm. time you came to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is so much harder and so much more Christian-like for me to be able to say i'm in this relationship for the long haul so if we are in this relationship together and we have decided we're going to be in this together maybe what i define us together is not what you define us together maybe the sacrifices that i'm willing to make to stay together with you are not sacrifices that you're going to make because it's just not in your nature because you're selfish Mm. but we've chosen to be together so that means that Good or bad, right? And for rich or for poor, when you make these vows, I'm not talking to you if you're in a relationship. I'm talking to you if you're married. Because <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you can always do a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right, but right, if right. you are in a marriage and you are choosing to work it out with this person, mm-hmm. then that forgiveness, that's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Because you have to be able to have a new conversation, mm-hmm. not found on your previous unresolved conversations right because mm-hmm. you'll never mm-hmm. fight fair if you're constantly yeah. bringing up well in 1926 right <laughs> right right and you'll never be able to have one conversation you're all you're right. always talking about different things when mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. oh so, yeah 100 well, go, just going back to the always and never right whenever yeah. you use that language that immediately it is an attack on a person's character Mm-hmm. There's nobody who's always anything or mm-hmm. never something else. Like there, there's always nuance. And what ends up happening is that whatever it is that you actually want to talk about, if they're even just a little defensive, they're going to stick on to this always and never label that you just put on them. So those right. are words you definitely want to avoid at all costs. 
Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Michelle just spoke a word and, you know, talking about humility and issues. And I feel like for me, one of the biggest things in learning how to fight fear is, is my healing, you know, mm-hmm. because let me tell you, if you fight with an unhealed person, God help you. Because when I used to fight, right? You have two unhealed people, right? Dealing with their own issues and literally doing everything they can to hurt the other person. And because you know what hurts them the most, you use it every single time, right? And so... For me, it was always like anything about, you know, my complexion, about how I looked, how, you know, that triggered me to the point of no return. And I felt like I was just going to like kill the person. The other thing is value. I had no value of self. And so a lot of my value came in what I was doing for that person. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it was almost like, if I couldn't do something for that person, I had no use in the relationship. I devalued myself. And and then it almost kind of turned a corner where when I stopped doing, because I, I the dicks are up, when I stopped doing, they started to make me feel bad for not doing, right? Which created a whole nother issue, a whole nother issue. And so just being healed and being humbled is just so important in fighting fear. But you know, the, the Knicks are up. The Knicks are up. They are. Wow. That is all we, we, we come to our lead, though. We come to our lead. The Knicks are up. I lost my point. I was going to say something else, and I just... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just quite ugly. Because the Knicks are up. I know. I saw the Knicks up, but I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, 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 oh. Here is it. Here it is. Here it is. Um, Moda pointed out that sometimes when a person is... When you need to take... When you need to cool down and you walk away mm-hmm. and you walk out... Yeah. Um, it can trigger your partner if they've suffered abandonment. That can happen with so many other scenarios as well, mm-hmm. which is why mm-hmm. it's so important to have a plan around your fighting. Like mm-hmm. conflict is inevitable. You're going to fight. You're Absolutely. going to get into arguments. You're right. going to have disagreements. You're going to have misunderstandings. But so many yeah, times we have no plan mm-hmm. for how do we manage conflict together, right? When you go to a school for the first time, they always have a fire drill. You join a company, there, there are drills so that just in case something happens, there's a plan, people are prepared. But we don't talk about how we talk. One of the mm-hmm. things that Vince Vaughn did in the very beginning of the fight was mm-hmm. when he said, fine, he'll wash dishes, he threw the remote control over to the side. And I, I don't know, like, I know yeah. my culture, you do something like that, it is over. Like, my it's bullshit. <laughs> but then other people do it in other ways, right? For some people, it's eye rolling. For some people, it's the, you know, it's the neck. For other people, it is- it's Grabbing like, things in the air that's not there. You know? <laughs> Nothing's there, sweetheart. Nothing's there. But for wow. Others, it's a demeaning tone, um, or it's belittling, or it's name calling. Like all of those things, they're just pouring accelerant onto the conflict. Mm-hmm, and yeah. if we can remember that the goal of conflict is not to get out of it or to end it, but it's to actually discover what is happening f- with my loved one that mm-hmm. I don't understand. What hurt right. me? Can I can I understand that? So I think having conversations about how we have conversations is a critical part of fighting. Like it's important after the fight to go back and let's run the tape. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
how, how, did, how did this go? You know, like, let, all right, when you said this, what did you mean? What were you trying to communicate? What were you trying mm -hmm. to accomplish? Or that doesn't work for me. Or when you walk out, this is how I interpret it. And I want you all to notice, I'm not saying when you walk out, this is what you're trying to do. No, I'm not, I'm not putting motive on your actions. Mm -hmm. I'm taking ownership and I'm saying, this is what I'm experiencing. There's a difference Absolutely. between being... Um, be between telling a truth and being honest. And a lot of people tell a truth, but they're not honest. Yeah. The difference between truth and honesty is that truth is based on facts. Mm -hmm. Honesty is tying vulnerability and intent and emotions to what happens. So I can be truthful in saying, when you walked out, that sucked. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being honest, I'll say, when you walked out, it reminded me of how so-and-so was never there for me and they left me <clears throat> and those are two very different conversations yeah but you we, we also need the maturity of being able to know i was gonna say you're not gonna come to that conclusion without therapy without without some level of help some yeah. you know because, because for me there are there were a lot of times i found myself um not being able to express how i really felt because to be honest with you, I didn't even know why mm -hmm. I felt that way, True. why I responded that way. Something came so out of character. Mm -hmm. I, I actually had to check myself in a lot of situations. I'm shaking. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this isn't me. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you get you get worked up to a point where you, you begin to start to become somebody that you don't recognize. Right. Uh, and so it, it, takes a, it takes a lot for you um it, it takes a lot for you to be able to know enough about yourself to know what your circumstances mm -hmm. are, what your triggers are, eventually what you're trying to convey. That comes a lot with maturity, comes a lot with you getting to know yourself in 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 retrospect to uh, how you're dealing with other people. Mm -hmm. It comes with therapy and allowing other people to tell you about yourself. It has right. to do a lot with what Moto said about um, the, the four different aspects. I forgot what it is, but it was so good. About you know, last week. Right. Remember oh. about about oh, yeah. You know, yeah. How you how 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 people see you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh that's Mo, Mo, Mo ain't helping nobody out. She's not <laughs> she's not she's not coming through to, to <laughs> not she's not doing she's it. It out <laughs> right. <laughs> She, she buying tickets. That's what she's doing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> she already got the tickets. You leave her alone. Listen. Do I need to drive to your house today, Dudley? Because I know the address. I will pull up. With a road are you going to fight fair, though? But are you going to no, fight, fight fair? fair. <laughs> See? But, you know, See? the big thing. Let me And let me, let me ask this question, right? Because when you get to the point of that level of maturity and you're able to articulate yourself in that way, but the person you're articulating yourself to is not able to receive it. How do you then, how do you then proceed? How do you, you know, what, what happens in that scenario? That's such a good question. That's a, and that's why for me, like finding somebody who will grow with you is so mm -hmm. critical. Because one of the saddest things mm -hmm. is to have to end a relationship because they won't grow with you. They're not bad. You've been saying that the last couple of episodes. Dude. Oh man, son, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, um, I, I think I think that's where running the tape, going back, and let's talk about how we talk. Let's talk about how we fight. Let's talk about the tools that we use, whether we're name calling or mm -hmm. we are stonewalling or we're using a certain kind of tone. Like, man, I remember with my wife, 
she used to be like, don't yell at me. And I'm like, I've never raised my voice to you. So like, we had to have conversation. Like, what is, what are you talking about? And she would, she would right. be like, you don't raise your voice, but there's a tone. There's a tone mm-hmm. that you have when you're upset. And what I hear is I hear yelling and I'm like, bet. So now what, what, what I had to learn to do was like, we're in the middle of a disagreement and it's like, okay, I would ask for a tone check. Like, Hey, how's it, how's it going? And she's like, you're good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> because I had to also realize like, I can't hear myself. Like, I think I'm good. I think I'm all clear, but I can't hear myself. So I think being able to have conversations, not about just the issue, but all right, let's continue this conversation by talking about how we manage the issue. What you also have to have a love for people too, because your love for your wife called you that when she's responded or she said that to you, you were able to say, okay. And, and you cared enough about how she felt about what you were saying True. about her to say, okay, let me check. Cause there are some people who might hear that and say, well, I'm not yelling at you. So you, right. that's your issue. Right. Right. And so I had to care more about how she was receiving things than just how I thought I was coming off. And that's communication folks. That's uh, coming coming from a communication director. Communication you know? is not about what is said; it's yeah, about yeah. how it's received. That's if it's it. not received in the, in a certain way, you're not communicating effectively. That's it. That's, That's true. it. That's true. Yeah, I think a big question people should ask themselves if you're focused on winning the fight is: is winning working? Mm-hmm. Is it working for your relationships? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now, now there are ways that fighting fair or fighting unfair in this this particular context ranges outside of just romantic relationships. This is true. This is true. Okay. So let me, let me do this real quick. So Gottman Institute has four horsemen that if you see this in your method of fighting, it is a sign of, of, of things not going well. Like your, your relationship is not, it doesn't have a high chance of succeeding or lasting, right? So say the reference it, again. Say, say the reference again. The Gottman Institute. The Gottman Institute. G-O-T-T-M-A-N-S. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's contempt, this is where you see the disrespect. This is where you see the rudeness, the attitude, the just kind of dismissal tone, dismissive tone. Um, if you see that, then that is... Uh, if you, it, it also shows up as sarcasm, as ridicule, mm-hmm. as calling names, eye-rolling... Um, poor body language because you don't have to be talking to be communicating, right? right? Your eyes turned away, you're not giving full attention, body language, it says a whole lot. So if there's contempt, um, that is a, a poor indicator of a fighting style. It's something that you want to get out of your relationship if you're going to communicate and fight fair. Um, if there's criticism, right? So criticism is not the same as sharing a complaint or sharing mm-hmm. a request. Criticism, uh, as like Dudley said, is is attacking the character. You think you're all of that. You da 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 da. It's it's attacking the character of the person. And one of the things that's so important to know about criticism is that there's always a request underneath the criticism. But a lot of times people become experts in sharing their criticism, but not sharing the request. Mm-hmm. So they critique and they critique and they critique, but they never ask for what they actually want. Right? You never wash the dishes. Well, you can mm-hmm. just make the request. Can you please rock? Can you please wash the wash the dishes? Right. It's a very different conversation than attacking the character, which tends to elicit defensiveness. Another horseman is defensiveness. It is uh, temp- It is it is the unwillingness to receive critique, uh, to receive feedback of somebody else's response. 
Um, it's trying to deflect the conversation. It's pointing to all of the things I did right. What about that? And it's not staying on topic. Um, or it's finding a way to blame the other person and like, well, you did right. this and you did that instead mm -hmm. of addressing the issue that the person has. Right. And then uh, they're stonewalling. So in the video, First. we saw contempt, criticism, defensiveness for the rest of the movie. The most of what we see is stonewalling and stonewalling is the infamous silent treatment. It is the not engaging with the person. It is being acutely aware of their presence, but not engaging with them and just acting like they don't exist. And those four things um, are very destructive to relationships, not only in romantic relationships, mm -hmm. but also in uh, relationships outside of that. So Dudley, you were pivoting us. Yeah, no, I was I was just saying, yeah, so, so all, this conversation allows me to realize how much fighting and infighting and the ways to fight fair can happen within relationships, in romantic relationships, mm -hmm. and outside of that, even yeah. with platonic relationships. You know, I found that a lot of ways I've learned about dealing with people was in my social network. It was in my social community. I learned a lot about what to do and what not to do. Let me give you a basic, uh, a basic function. Uh, that hopefully will be a catalyst to this. So I grew up at, in a Haitian community, right? Huh. Haitian church. Uh, and my Haitian community, my Haitian church, one of the few rules, well, few, I can't even say that. One of the many rules that you have socially is that if you are coming into a place and you are the person coming in, you need to greet everyone in the room. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> two, if the person is older than you, you have to, and, it, and it obviously it's a person of the opposite sex, you, you have to give them a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you did not do that, like they're going to tell your parents and you are a vagabond. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, literally the translation of the word. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in, in, the, in my dealings with this, not knowing that, that there was any other style of reference to that way of greeting. I eventually became a pastor. And <laughs> when I became a pastor, um, I began to start to minister at uh, a church that was not a Haitian. It was predominantly Jamaican. Yo. <laughs> and, you know, as, as a person who, in my mind, this, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. I went to every lady in the church Listen, and I kissed them on the cheek Same, and they looked at me like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my members loved it. Your members didn't love it? No, 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 no. I got a call. My senior pastor, I was associate, really? my senior pastor called me to the office and said, pastor, you a, little bit of, a little bit of complaints. Wow. Uh, that you are, you know, kissing some of the ladies. Mercy. And and I'm saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I went up the next Sabbath um, and I explained everything and the whole church is dying laughing. And now they, 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 they got it. It is to say, it is to say. So you're the reason they had a sexual harassment training. Have mercy. <laughs> this is what vulnerability. No, Jeremiah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so, so I, say this, I say this to say that 
there are a lot of dealings. There are a lot of ways that you deal with. So, so deal with your social network. Yeah. Um, that, that frames and shapes mm-hmm. how you interact. And right so I, I use that example to say that because I've learned so much growing up in my Haitian, you know, culture, um, I've also found, I've also seen the way in which my Haitian culture interacts when it comes to conflict. hundred percent. By the and, way, North Bronx never had a sexual harassment training. I don't know anything about that. I love North Bronx. North Bronx loves me. Okay. All right. You know, right. I go there anytime. All I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good. We good. We good. But but it it it's it, it's it says a lot mm-hmm. of of how you how you see and perceive um, fighting and how you've grown up seeing fighting. That does a lot in allowing you to realize uh, what weapons to use, what weapons not use, etc. And I'll tell you, coming from a Haitian background i'm not saying anybody else is better or worse i'm just saying mm-hmm. for us man sometimes our haitian people our pride makes us evil mercy lord evil. say that again why are you giving them ammo bro what are you doing? <laughs> everybody <laughs> hurts because after all, all right? you're trying to talk about his family Panic women being crazy. Wow. You see what you did? Okay. I'm not right. I'm not lying. Right. Yo. Okay. So so let me say this, right? I feel like when we talk about church and all that, I feel like our and I'm my family's Jamaican. I grew up in a Caribbean church. I feel like we were taught not to fight. Right. Mm. And so now when you try to fight, even if you feel like you're fighting fear, you're treated as if what you're doing is wrong because Mm. you were taught not to fight at all. Keep quiet. Listen and obey your elders. You know, don't rock the boat. Just be content with what is. And so when you grow up and you you see something that's like, you know what, this is not quite right. And I want to take a stand against it. And I want to fight against it. It's like, you're wrong. Even mm. if you've done mm. nothing wrong per se, you're just wrong because you shouldn't be fighting in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should just that's, be quiet. That's so take critical. Hmm. Because there are some parents who so overcorrect from the drama that they grew up with or the drama mm-hmm. that they saw. Yeah that they break the will of their children yeah, so that their children don't know how to fight for themselves or stand up for themselves when they are in dangerous or compromising wow. situations. Mm-hmm. And, that is, and, and there are people who prey on people like that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Wow. Mm. wow. Absolutely. See, see, for me, for me, my, that my context is completely different. My, my community has allowed you to to embrace your petty, right? What so my topics. What community yeah. are you talking about? No, 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 no. I want to understand. Not, not the seventeen-time <laughs> champions. No, 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 not them. We, yeah, I'm saying. Uh, anyway, let's focus. Let's focus on the podcast. <laughs> so, so I found that that my community has gotten comfortable mm-hmm. in being able to uh, fight you and still feel good about being a Christian. Mm-hmm. They'll find ways to undermine you 
and still feel as if they're holding on to their integrity. And so their style of fighting isn't as abrasive until it gets to a point where it gets too crazy. But but most of all, it's really about um, um, talking about how a person dresses. Speak when I don't like a, a family. I don't like a person. I don't like an individual. I begin to start to uh, break down uh, their worth, their self worth, mm. um, allowing everyone to hear anyone who who might want to accept this gossip as a way to do that. And so the style of fighting is, isn't necessarily towards you, but it's damaging you by damaging your reputation around you. I've seen many a young people get completely leave the church, completely get destroyed because, you know, this family wasn't considered to be, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the and last thing I'll say is there are many triggers to that. I found that fighting comes or you learn this is a reason to fight when people challenge you and your reputation. Mm-hmm. I found that there are many petty reasons why people come into fights. Mm-hmm. I found coming in, growing up in church. You know, when a family didn't like another family for the sole reason that that family looked like they're making it and your family isn't, they Mercy. will destroy you. Mercy. If, you know, oh, their, their child is up up in the front singing and my child is sitting in, in, in the pew, I, I'm going to destroy them. You know listen, what I'm saying? Listen. Years go by later. You know, that child is still is an elder in the church. My child is no longer going to church. And, the, and these narrative and these narratives foster a reason to fight. And so mm-hmm. I found a lot of mm-hmm. I, I found a lot of causalities and I found a lot of strategies of how to fight, be a fighter, but still feel as if you are, oh no, everything's fine. Right. No, I'm a Christian. Right. No, everything's okay. Right. And so I, and, and, and I've realized within this, it's it. It has allowed me to try my best not to fight. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. And here's the thing that a lot of people are drawn to what's familiar, even when it's dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder how many wow. people join churches mm-hmm. because those churches feel like home. Oh, mercy. And what that really means is that the style of conflict in this church Matthew. is what they used mm-hmm. to. What they used to, yeah. 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 So it just yeah. feels familiar and it feels sick. right, even though it's dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 That was good. And and so but, but hold on. So let me let me press closer to this. So what you're suggesting is is that a person identifies with a social group, church, etc., because it, it it plays by the same rules as their home. Sometimes, or even mm-hmm. they Sometimes. choose a relationship because it. You know, it, it feels feels familiar. I've seen this before. I know how this works. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't work, it's familiar. Yeah. That's why okay, so people end up dating their the same uh, person. Or a version of a parent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And they're like, how did I right. end up here? Because it allows right. them to play out the role of the other parent that, that was right. in the relationship or the right. other relationship that they saw growing up. All right, so so then, how do we fight fear, or hmm. is or is that realistic? It is, I think it is. yeah. I think it, it is. is. You have to approach. You have to approach disagreements with a level of understanding that the other person is not my enemy. That's right. It. Like like the issue is 
if I believe that you are against me, it's already a losing fight because right. I'm already going to be the victim in my story. So everything that you do is personal. It's about me. It's against me. And when mm -hmm. you go from that perspective, it is impossible to have an honest fight because literally a fight is a disagreement. It's, it. it's something that we are not seeing yeah. eye to mm -hmm. eye on. Yeah. And there are multiple ways to skin a cat, right? Mm -hmm. So if I want you to do the dishes after I cook, you could be like, I don't like doing dishes, Michelle, but I like washing clothes. So I'll right. wash and fold and you cook mm -hmm. and clean. Like there's mm -hmm. always compromises that are available yeah. and we may not always like the compromise. We may right. not always agree that the compromise is fair, but if I understand that you and I are team us, hmm. there shouldn't even be a, like, there shouldn't be a point where I'm questioning how low in the belt do I have to hit you right. in order for you to feel what I feel. Mm -hmm. if I don't feel like we're partners. How can I talk to you? How can That's we get through a problem? That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. The yeah. minute that you sever that relationship and you look at somebody like they're against me, mm -hmm. you're done. There's yeah. nothing left to fight for. Mm -hmm. Which means you have to be secure enough to be willing to be wrong. Wrong. Yeah. You have to be secure enough to hear their perspective, even mm -hmm. that's not even if that's not what you meant to do. That wasn't your yeah. intent to hear their experience without defending. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta be secure. Yeah, you have to be yeah. secure yeah. enough. Wait, wait, Ansel, let me add to that. You have to be secure enough to be right and allow yourself to lose. Yeah, you want to keep that relationship. Yeah. Like, like that is how entrenched in your person you should be. That mm -hmm. is the level of sacrifice that relationship calls for. You've got to be secure enough to apologize. Even when you did nothing wrong, no. <laughs> I'm sorry for yeah. how you how the person felt. Absolutely, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry you experienced that. I'm sorry you went through that. That was yes. I I didn't do anything wrong, but yes. I can give you a sorry because I know that that's what you mean. Oh, yes. this podcast, yes. I'm gonna yes. give podcast yes. for everybody. Yes. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you the sorry, so, and so I'm gonna mean it. Because but, but, that's empathy, Dudley. That's, that's that's how you define empathy. You're mm -hmm. absolutely correct. But I'm not, I'm not Alana, saying but I ain't eating on nobody's paper plates. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not I'm not saying but because I disagree. Mm -hmm. Say but I'm saying but because and yet it is difficult. Yet to, what's that? <laughs> Go back to that. And Go yet. back to that. Go back there to is, there is it's it, it's very difficult to do that humility mm -hmm. with a person who will then use that against you. But that but that's what we talked about. Go ahead. Go right. ahead. I know. Go ahead, so go I, I just want to harp on the fact of of it, I, I want to be I want to choose a person I want to see a person in conflict mm -hmm. that that can also exude that same humility because Lord Lord only knows you partner yourself with a person who. You're doing your best to, even if you're right, everything you said, even if I'm right, I'm going to humble myself and, you know, apologize. Not necessarily because I did something right, but, or I did something wrong, but because of how you feel. Mm -hmm. And that person comes around 
Um, and said, "Yep, well, you better apologize." Lord, and if they don't, and if they don't, but I mean, then you're. Then it is what it is. But I'm just saying, you have to come hard. Of being healed, right? And one of the things that I learned about fighting fear is that it's about me fighting fear. It's not about the other person fighting fear. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the point when you realize, like, you know what, I'm fighting fear, one of two things are going to happen. That other person is going to realize that they have to fight fear or they're going to leave you alone. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's it's one or the other. You know, you know, my therapist used to say, when you raise a bar, if you're both hanging onto a bar, right? And Usually the bar is where you're standing. So usually mm-hmm. the bar will be leveled, right? Between mm-hmm. two people. Once someone raises the bar, mm-hmm. the other person is now they going to be forced to either go up or let go. Wow. That's right. Because you're going to be hanging and it's not going to be comfortable for you. That's right. And at That's the true. end of the day, you will either have to make the choice of leveling up. And, and mm-hmm. leveling up is not leveling to that person's Exactly. It's simply growing yourself as an individual. Exactly. Or, or let go and find somebody who's more on your level. Because because once you have two unequally yoked individuals, regardless of religion and denominational preferences, regardless of cultural preferences. Okay, we're not going there tonight. Uh, (laughs) Once, once. You have unequally yoked individuals and the bar is now uneven. One mm-hmm. of you has to give. And yeah, it's right. not going to be the person that rolls the bar. Mm-hmm. Right. Because once you raise that bar, mm-hmm. you ain't going back down. Mm-hmm. There is a beauty to growth, which is the ability to see the same issue and not mm-hmm. respond the same way. That is true growth. Right. True growth is, right. is dealing with the same type of people you're used to dealing with, but not responding to them in the same way. Mm-hmm. So even in a relationship, Debbie, to answer your question, if I'm with someone who constantly ridicules my ability to try to grow, if mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship with someone that every time I try to lift the bar, they're trying to pull, it, trying back to pull down. it back down. That's right. And at some point, I have to make a decision to either excuse myself out of that relationship, to go to therapy with that individual and try to get someone else to help them see and me to see where we are failing each other. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm communicating this to this individual and they are not responding and they are not willing to acknowledge, they're not willing to admit their faults. What are mm. you doing in that relationship? Mm. I guess trying to find insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different oh. results. Mercy. And Mercy. a lot Mercy. of us are relationally insane. It's mm-hmm. true. It's true. Here's yeah. the word of God for the saints of God. You cannot manage conflict until you manage yourself. That's right. A lot of us don't know how to manage ourselves, so we don't know how to manage conflict. Yep. The Bible says, for the love of Christ constrains us, controls us, compels us until we learn to be submitted to him, until we learn some self-control, until we learn to be managed by him and we learn to manage ourselves, we will never be effective in managing conflict. Mm-hmm. That's right. Drop mic. That's the word. It's the word of God for the saints of God. Let's go. So I think, I think with all of this uh, and this conversation of uh, fighting, how to fight, um, how to use fighting, how to, 
deal without fighting, there is a constant reminder of knowing enough about who you are, practicing a certain level of empathy, being able to compartmentalize your issue from your problem by speaking on the same side of the table. Uh, and in a lot of things, as the four horsemen, as was mentioned before, mm-hmm. are easy for us to lean towards. Because it's what we uh, saw. Because it's what we saw. It's because of our social dynamic, et cetera, uh, that we have an ability uh, to rise from that. That there is an ability to fight fair. Uh, and that fighting and conflict is necessary. Yeah. It's, yeah. You don't avoid conflict. Yeah. Conflict is healthy yeah. in the building up of not only yourself, but the relationships uh, that you're in. That's it. That's it, y'all. That's it. Well, everybody, uh, I think that's a good landing point for tonight. Um, the Knicks are up. Uh, the the uh, who, who listen God God teaches us not to put our energy in trivial things like sports. Mercy, and, uh, yeah, you know, God, so like, cut this cut, cut this cast right now. Cut it. Just cut, you know, it. cut it. You're about to damage everything that we just spent an hour and a half building, Dudley. Cut it. I'm gonna talk to you. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. All right. Cut it. This is us. Signing off. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Next time on uh, the Confessions Podcast. Don't. We're out, guys. I'm I'm not. Let's go, Sal. Wow. (laughs) You see this? Wow. You better move for them. There's 46 seconds left. 46 seconds left. Uh, the championship, though. Yep, by 15. Uh, the Boston Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh man!